1: Welcome
2: to the Seahawks Man-to-Man Podcast, powered by The Athletic. Shout out to the company. My name is Michael Sean Duggar. I'm here virtually with my co-host, Christopher Kidd. Make sure you follow us both up on the Tweet Machine. You see my handle right there in the bottom of the screen. For those on YouTube and for those listening on the audio version, you guys already know what time it is. Uh, Chris, talk to him.
1: What is up, everybody? It's your boy, Christopher Kidd. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at CKIDD206. And that is CKIDD206.
2: If, if for the YouTube uh, watchers right now, the, I, I, I just chugged a little piece of beer um, because I can't believe I had to watch a preseason game sober. They don't know. They don't realize that um, they make an announcement in the press box every night. Um, it's like no cheering. Don't bring your homies up there and like no alcohol in the press box. Those are like the three and whoever's the pool reporter that can talk to the referees after the game. I think it's like Curtis Crabtree. So those are the four like main things they announce and Usually, I'm okay with the like, ah, oh, don't drink up here. Like, I'm still against it, but like preseason?
1: Yeah. Ugh,
2: come on, man. We got to get that. I know Chris
1: don't, Chris don't drink, but like, we got to get that. We got to get that rule changed. Got to fix it, huh? You weren't, you weren't, you weren't for it, is what it sounds like. So go ahead and get your, get your beer on, man. I ain't mad at you. Well, I and also, I mean, they can see I'm going to show on YouTube. They, uh, the,
2: the Bud Light sent me some Seahawk beer.
1: Oh, yeah. I saw that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 They sent me a, a care package of beer. So that was, <laughs> Why not? Why not uh, after that game? But, Chris, let's get into it. This episode yes. shouldn't be too long, man. This, that game was bad. Like, if you're listening to this now or watching, you saw the Seahawks got smoked. Smoked in the preseason, which you don't usually see. They got smoked bad. <laughs> 30-3 to uh, by the Denver Broncos, who, to be fair, like, disclaimer, the Denver played at starters. Like, most of its starters on both sides of the ball. Without, I think on offense, they were only without um Cortland Sutton. Um, I want to say, and then on defense, they were just without like Vaughn, Vaughn Miller, Hill. yeah, who matters, obviously, but like that puts in perspective. Whereas Seattle didn't play, let me see if I can remember Chris off the top of my head, Russ DK Tyler, uh, Gerald Everett, Will Disley, Brandon Schell, Dwayne Brown, Chris Carson, and Ethan Po Everybody, Freddie Swain didn't play on offense. He played special teams, but didn't play on offense. And D. Eskridge didn't suit up. That's the whole offense damn near. Uh, oh, Gabe Jackson also didn't play right guard. And then Damian Lewis played like two series. And on defense, you got no Bobby, no Quandre, no Jamal. Let's see if I can remember everybody. No Kerry Hyder, no Carlos Dunlap, no Benson Mayo, and no Puna Ford. Um, no Robert Candice No DJ Reed that's a lot of guys. So like the, the lopsided score, I'll cut them some slack for like a little bit. They still should have lost. Cause Denver played their starters longer, but even when it was scrubs, I'm going to say scrubs on scrubs, even when it was backups on backups, it was still ugly in Denver's favor. And like, I don't know. Being there didn't make it any less bad. I don't know. How, how did it feel at, at the crib watching that?
1: It was, it was sloppy, but, Again, you pointed it out earlier. It was the fact that they were going up against the number one—not the number—they're going up against the starters for the Broncos, and that—that's a, a challenge in itself. You got outside of Von Miller rushing. You—you you still have Bradley Chubb coming in there. You got Justin Simmons mm-hmm. in the backfield making plays. I get it. There they played were, Patrick Sertan right as well. I believe. I believe he was out there. Not that he made a play or anything, but just the fact that their starters were out there. Right. It made it challenging for Alex Magoo, who usually goes up against twos and threes. So he was in an in an experience in a game environment where oh God, you know, these are starters. <laughs> and these guys are good. He, I'm not and gonna lie. Like the first series before the interception, okay. He was he was calm, collective. The pass rush was getting there. He was going through his read, trying to make a play didn't work out. But after that, it it kind of became it just got bad for him really quickly. And at this point, I was thinking, damn, is he going to play the whole first half, which he did? And I even thought to myself, maybe he's going to come out in the third quarter and then they're going to let Sean Mannion run it in the fourth. But that wasn't the case. They really, all right, Magoo, you got your first half out the way. And it wasn't good. It was, it was very unfortunate for him. He struggled, especially with the performance he had in his first preseason game. I even tweeted out 50 Cent's <laughs> lyric from... Oh, you in high school, you was the man, homie. What the happened to you? So I I remixed it and said, "Oh, you was the man in the first preseason game. What happened, Magoo?" I don't know. He it, wasn't even that like great in that first preseason game to be. He was better than what he what he was on Saturday night. That that was It helps. his
2: numbers helps because he had like a 43-yard touchdown pass yes. in the first game.
1: <laughs> swing
2: pass though to DJ, to, yeah, to DJ, to DJ. Dowd. Who who does look good? Like he's like the one offensive player who looks consistently um, good. Someone in the trenches could look consistently good as well. I just haven't like Kyle Fuller could have been killing it. I just haven't watched. Gotta go back and watch him on that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even then I'm not like the center guru. Like I don't, <laughs> I can tell when a center looks bad. I'm not really necessarily all that equipped to like really tell when they're excelling, especially at the little things. But when it comes to QB play, um, it, I get, uh, I'm okay with PKO not playing the starters. Like, I guess we should get that out the way. Like fine. Don't play Russ. Especially don't play Russ behind that old line. For sure, I'm cool with that. Like that makes sense. But with the, even with that, I thought that we said for a while on this show, and I've written it a ton. If something happens to Russ, it is panic mode around here at the quarterback spot. Now Russ is made of nano bubbles and 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 and, and, and Jesus's blood, so he'll be fine. Like I don't think anything's going to happen to Russ. But if it does, oh no. Um, oh my goodness. I think uh, this was a really good example of that. Again, even if Alex going against the starters, but hell if, you, if you're if you going to be the backup and you have to play in a game, you're going to play against the other team starters in the regular season. So eventually you have to play starters. Like, so it's not that much of a caveat. The interception was bad. Um, Both of them. The, the, the first one's a really bad read and a bad throw. Um, the second one was, I, I had to check the Jersey number. Because I seen Denver – I knew it was a screenplay because he was under pressure right away. I was like, oh, this yes. is a screen. And uh-huh. then he threw it, and I see Denver celebrating, and I was like – What the hell?
1: He threw a pick to a defensive tackle? Show sure did. On a screen? Yeah. Oh, that's – you know how hard that is to do? Those guys yeah. cannot catch. I, I think Pete summed it up in, his, in the presser tonight on Saturday night. He – you can't make that play. You have to throw it away, you know, just take the loss. But Magoo, yeah, just, he tried to make something out of nothing after his first turnover – because, you know, hey, if he lands that and they get a first down, you know, pat on the back from a goo. But that didn't happen. He ended up giving it to a guy that's 300 pounds on the D-line. Not a, not a good look at all. So that was very unfortunate. Not to mention, we're talking about his turnovers, that sack fumble. Ew, that wasn't Yeah, the more
2: I've watched that, I've concluded that's his fault. That's his fault. Yes, that's one of those sacks that, fault. like... I don't know how like a pro football focus or like a true media, which I also use would grade that. I would look at that and be like, he, Alex Magoo, Alex Magoo was legitimately running the, the towards Denver's end zone when he gets sacked. Like he is running away from the line of scrimmage, like, like running, not like a backpedal, you know, like looking, he is tucked and running the wrong way. I'm like, what is Stone, what is Stone Forest I supposed to do with that in a perfect world? What Alex does is when Stone's guy comes upfield, I think it was fourth and four, he scrambles to the vacated area and picks it up with his legs instead. Yeah. He, he gets sacked like 10 yards from the line of scrimmage and then fumbles and loses the fumble. So it would, oh, like I don't care who you're playing, starters, backups, wherever your reads can still be good and you can protect the football. And that's probably why Pete's looking at this film. Right now on his way back, like, Jesus Christ, like, this is bad. Like, yeah. regardless of what unit you're playing against, it was, it was bad. And you know what? The, I mean, the Sean Mania wasn't much better. Um, what was his, let me see his final, his numbers were a little better, but they were really safe. I think he was what, <laughs> 13 of 23 for 118 yards. What is that per attempt? Like
1: f- four yards.
2: Mm, a little higher. Cause he got to 118. It's about five yards. I think that's about five yards per attempt. That's nothing. That means you're dinking and dunking. Um, he did have a couple of explosive plays to um, Travis Toy TikTok. No, nah, TikTok. His nickname TikTok.
1: That works. Uh, apparently, he has a lot of followers on TikTok.
2: Um, so if number 86 in the Seahawks is TikTok. Uh, and then he think he had another one to K Johnson. Um, so his numbers look a little better, but overall, it's frustrating almost how how not good the offense has looked because it really doesn't give us a good vibe especially up front for what the team can do and we don't know what the receivers can do we don't know what the running backs can do um we just don't we don't know really we i mean we kind of know what the quarterbacks can do they did what i expect them to do make some good throws and make some terrible throws that explain why they were free agents at one point in their careers right like if you're that good as a quarterback you're probably not going to hit free agency Uh, excuse me so that's I mean, I don't really care how good Sean Mannion and Alex Magoo play, but I do want to see like what a Aaron Fuller can do, who I do think they had a couple good catches today. Yeah. Um, I do want to see what a Kate Johnson's
1: can do. Who's fighting he, for a roster spot. He played pretty damn good today. I'll admit he was out there. He made a few plays good for him. He talked about it in the post game presser. What He he had three for 34. Yeah. He had a solid day. Solid. Night which is, I game. think
2: he had two drops though. That's the, that's the downside. I th- I have him down for one drop for sure. Uh yep, I have him with a drop on the drive where they went tempo. Um on the same drive he had a 14-yard completion. Maybe that was his maybe that was his only drop. Uh and then just a bunch of nothing uh plays. But yeah, I do think we got a, a somewhat of a good eval on him. Um he had a couple a couple plays that went for first downs uh which was which was good, but I wish we saw more. Like, we just can't get a good feel for the receivers when everything around them is not, like, great. Like, even the running backs. Josh Johnson was the leading guy with nine carries for 30 yards. Anybody trying to see him, Otis? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just not yeah. what type of time we're on in these precinct games. Like, if Penny's going to get out there, I want to see Penny. Alex Collins going to get out there. I want to see Alex Collins. Now, now, speaking of Penny, you yeah, said it. F- five touches for – no, no, not touches. Uh, how many touches did he have? He I had 14, maybe he didn't. No, 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 he had two targets, one of which was the pick, and then which wasn't his fault at all. And then, oh, you
1: know, I'm thinking of snaps, excuse me. Oh, I don't know
2: how I many the snap counts aren't out yet, so I'm not sure. I think, but Pete he Minton,
1: had like 15 or something. That's what I was yeah, thinking. Of. He, had,
2: he had seven, he had five five rushing attempts, two targets, one catch. Um, so
1: six, six. touches. Yeah, that's and, not a uh, and I want to put him most. out there,
2: let him, let him. You know, get because I think here's my thing on on Penny. Um, and I wrote a little bit about this as well. I think the Seahawks are effectively using penny or essentially using Penny as a relief pitcher. Chris Carson is the starter, and they want Rashad to come in and basically be like this home run hitter. I guess I'm switching my size of the the ball on baseball now, but um they essentially want him to come in and just throw gas. So we're back to the pitcher analogy now. Just like throw gas. Just get us out of the innings. Throw heat, right? Just don't do nothing else, but just throw heat. And the same thing, they want him to come in essentially, all right, big run, big run. Chris is hitting him in the face with the, the pounding, and then we want you to just like, boom. He's like that. I don't really think that's the best way to use Rashad. I think if you look at his film and if you look at his numbers, When he gets starter touches, he performs better. Like when he gets double-digit carries, that's when he can get closer to 100 yards. Is it feasible
1: for the Seahawks to have Chris Carson 15 carries or 15 touches, I have to say, and Penny 10 to 12 touches? Is that something you can see that they can do, or is that not taking fully advantage of Carson, who is a beast and can do it out of the backfield, but also you're kind of – You're worried about him staying healthy with all the blows he delivers and takes. Is that something that you would probably take into consideration as to why Penny doesn't have that pitch count?
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data
2: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for
3: select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
2: Um. So, you use a good word there. It's feasible. I'm looking at the definition of that. I knew what it means, but I feel it's right. like possible to do easily or conveniently. So, in that first definition, no, it's okay. It's just it's just not it's not easy to do that. Um. But the other definition is likely. Probable. I guess the answer to that is no. Double entendre. Is, my bad. As well, not not double entendre. There's multiple
1: meanings to all these words. Um, it sucks because I don't know what they should do. Well, uh, I like when he, when we first heard about him when he got drafted. I was big on him because he was all over the field, kick return, punt return, and I was more so like, oh, that's perfect because you can get Tyler Lockett just as a wide receiver. And to your point that you made, if Tyler's good at that, you just let him. You should let him do it. It doesn't matter. Like if he's good at it, cool. Ultimately, it's gone to Freddie Swain. Everyone else is DJ Reed. A lot of other players are getting their shine at it. Penny, he had an opportunity, but he just ended up being the backup running back. I think he also has an opportunity as a punt returner kick returner. I don't know if they're ever going to give him that opportunity again. I don't think so. I don't there think there so. There it is. So with that being said, he literally is going to get touches on screens, halfback draws. He's just running the football. That and receiving it because we saw that two years ago when he, you know, before his injury, he was really out there running the ball, catching passes out of the back. Yeah,
2: he can can catch passes, too. I just don't think that he can. I don't think he can be first round pick good production wise. Not with this team as a yeah, I just don't think so, especially not in that role, not in the role where it's like, all right, Chris is tired going there and get 30 yards on four touches. I was like, no. That's about yeah. seven yards a pop. That's just not, not his game. He needs to get in the flow. He re, Most running backs do. Very few running backs come in to spell another guy and then just immediately go off in the run game. You do get like a, um, if there's like a Jerome Bettis type, you get like a Willie Parker. Um, or if there's like a, a Danian Thomas and you get like a Sproles, like in the passing game. Or something like that. Like, the 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 backup dude is usually, like, a passing game guy, and that's where he gets his money. I mean, the Colts are set up the same way right now. I don't know why they're randomly in my head, but, <laughs> like, uh, you have, like, a Jonathan Taylor who's going to hit you in the mouth, and then Naeem Hines or whatever who's going to catch a bunch of balls and pass right, protect. Yeah. yeah, so that makes sense. But then Penny's not even their primary third down guy. It's Travis Homer. You know, it's Travis Homer in Dallas. So I don't think that – it's not even about a talent thing. I just think he's not in a role to succeed. And that's unfortunate because he's in a contract year. He's a 2018 first-round pick. um, He's finally healthy. And they just gave Chris Carson the bag, and they have some other young guys who they like in those roles. So, I mean, that's why when I found out he was playing today, I was like, man, okay, cool. Let Give him the the whole first half. Yeah, let's get him on double-digit touches. You know, if he's healthy enough to do it, um, and I think he was, and just just didn't. That, that that sucked because I want to see what Penny can do because I do think, like, as a starter, like you said, in another offense, probably is fine. Give him 12, 15 carries a game. Maybe even get him up to 17. He's going to – I think he'd produce in that role. Um, yeah. But now it's just like he's coming in and asking him to just, just always be the lightning to Chris's thunder, and I just don't think that's just how that that's not a good use of his, his he needs time and his rhythm it's almost that's like tough. a receiver it's like if i'm if I, you come in all i do is run goal balls and you just like you give me two shots at like 50 yard bombs each game it's like okay i might catch one but like that's just not you know everybody's game that's why david moore was so impressive because that's basically what they asked him to do like hey bro you only gonna I get like bored, two or three targets a game yeah I like flash yeah, it's like, all right, you guys are only gonna get a couple targets and they're gonna be bombs. So catch them. <laughs> and it was like, all right, okay, even Moore caught them all. So, but I don't think that's that's penny game. That's that was unfortunate. I thought I, I wish we would have saw it more. It's not even like a, a talent thing, it really. It's just like I don't think he's being used right in this offense, in this setting. But at the same time, I don't know what to do because Chris Carson's so goddamn good, right? <laughs> so I just don't I don't know how you take Pen, uh, carries away from a healthy Chris Carson unless you're like actively saving him for the postseason
1: I was thinking in my head there's they're kind of doing what they can what you see and how they use Penny that's kind of it they have Dwayne Eskridge now and we saw a jet sweep today who was it to Mike I'm drawing a blank on who they got the jet sweep to
2: oh I want to say John Arsua.
1: Uh, I didn't write it down. I thought I did because I
2: missed it. I was I was picking up my my uh, my pen off the floor. I looked over at Art Teal. I said, Art, what oh, was yeah, that? Yeah,
1: here it is. Yeah, jet sweep tour. Yeah, so Penny's not going to. It's kind of like a
2: pass. pop pass kind of thing. Yeah, but so it actually, went, Art, it went yeah, as a pass, completed yeah.
1: pass, <laughs> but yeah, it was to John Oshery That's correct. Penny's not going to get any of that. For Penny, it's running the football and screens. It'd be nice if they could implement him as a slot receiver every now and then, but I just don't see that with this offense and how they have it set up with all the receivers that they have, all the receivers that they do have. Now with D. Eskridge coming back, hopefully he plays in the third preseason game, but maybe in the third preseason game, we do see more of Penny. I mean, that's all we can hope for. Especially getting Yeah, I don't players. think Chris Carson should play in that game at all. I don't think he will. I don't think people he, play, Chris. He might, but I don't think he should. I feel you. Well, let's just... Well, let's get to the Seahawks' temple real quick because that's one thing that, offensively, positively did stand out was how quickly they were getting up to the line, and getting the offense going. It was, it was nice to see. I really want to see how this is going to look Week One, with Russell Wilson, and everyone because we saw someone struggle offensively. The tight end, Ugh. he had what five penalties.
2: Oh, you talking about Dom Wood Ends? Yeah, oh, that was yeah. a bad day. It was, had, it
1: was unfortunate. He had, he, I want to say he, five false starts.
2: I can tell you he all of them the right now. Hold on. I have it written
1: down. Um Maybe
2: yeah, he had
1: over that. Let's just we could just stick to the Seahawks tempo, but that did stand out yeah, as like yeah, damn he had
2: five awesome. penalties in the game. Not good. Uh no, he had a he had a he had a rough day. Um, yeah, so the tempo stuff, I wrote a story about it from the defensive guy's point of view. And I think their view is a little bit more instructive than the offensive guys, believe it or not. And here's why Seattle's defensive guys in practice are legitimately only reacting to what they're experiencing. Whereas when you ask the offensive guys about the, the scheme they're, they are, they're, re, they're, re, they're reacting to the question based off what they've done in practice, but also what they're like, they know they can do. Yeah. If that makes sense, like they're they're projecting a little bit in their answers because they know the full playbook, they know the plan, they know the stuff that they even, haven't even run yet. They know it's in there, right? So they're they're you know what kind of offense is it? That that'll be the question, and then the answer will, it'll be stuff that we've seen, but then it'll be stuff that they're projecting. And I don't like the projecting as much as I like the re, the reaction from the defensive guys because all they, they don't know the playbook. All they know is what they've had to cover in practice. So it feels like a more genuine response. So that's why I like to write a story about the offense from Seattle's defense perspective, because it felt a lot more honest and and like, like I said, genuine. Not to say the other guys are lying, but you get my point. Yeah. So when they say stuff, when LJ Collier says, hey nah, man, like it's hard. They're going fast. And Jordan Brooks says that. When Marquise Blair says it, when Cody Barton says it, you can tell, like, that's because when they're out there, they feel they can feel it being faster. This is the first time we saw that. Against the Broncos, and the first, I think the first drive of it was Magoo's third drive. See, I got my notes here. Um, Magoo's third drive, and actually it was very encouraging. Um, it was like a, I like got a twelve-year, a uh, quick pass to uh, Aaron Fuller, first down. John Arsua, first down. Uh, I think Magoo scrambled for a first down, and I was like, oh, this is all no huddle. This is all good stuff. And you could tell they just randomly threw it out there. Didn't do it the first drive. Didn't do it the second drive. And just hit him with it. I think that's going to be, like, when they talk about tempo and they're going faster, it's because they'll be going at a slower pace, quote-unquote, for a little bit, and all of a sudden, like, oh, they're moving. And when you're having successful plays, that's great. This is why, and this is what Tom Cable used to say to us, too. A negative play kills all that. So, like I mentioned that Magoo drive, here are the next three plays on that drive. And for reference, this is the O-line on that drive. Stone, Forsythe, Jordan Simmons, Kyle Fuller, Phil Haynes, Tommy Champion, right tackle. So after those three first down plays in a row, Rashad Petty run for four yards. Rashad Petty run for one yard. Rashad Petty run for one yard. Tempo stalled. And there was a sack. So that that's kind of – and then I'll say the next one before we go, like, into the analysis of it. So then Sean Mannion got a, a little bit of a up, up-tempo, no-huddle field too in the third quarter. Early in the third quarter, I think it was or midway through, his old line was Stone Simmons. Brad Lundblade was the yeah. like the back third string center. That's you're deep in the bag out there. Um, Phil Haynes and then I don't know if I have a seven or a four. in the, let's go with let's go with Tommy Champion. That's what I think. Uh, who was out there? Either that or with Jake Curran. Doesn't matter really. Uh, so he had some. So Sean got some tempo run too. You had Alex Collins run, Alex Collins run, Alex Collins catch for a first down, then boom, Connor Weddington, uh, I think another 10-yard play, K. Johnson, boom, slant, 14 yards. They're moving. It's great. Drop by K. Johnson on the next play. That was tough. And even then, DJ Dallas, wide open on swing passes. Defenses have decided not to guard that in the preseason. Whatever. Their choice. Bad call if you ask me. Um, that picks up 16 yards, but then Bad throw by Sean, a drop by TikTok, and then a batted pass at the line of scrimmage, followed by a legal formation by my man who had a million penalties, and then a field goal. So their only scoring drive was a result of tempo. But I thought both tempo drives were good to see, like you mentioned, but really instructive in that tempo is only as effective as the successful plays that it produces. Once you have a negative play, or just a bad it. play drive done not done but like you just gotta pump the brakes there so that's why i'm not like gung-ho over the tempo type of thing maybe it'll be better because when it's russell wilson and dk running it and it won't that's, be as um, many that's the whole. you know to be fair like i could, i could see
1: that and that's where i'm at with it i realize this is not the starters and the only time we get a glimpse of it is in practice And even then, they can't really show everything because, oh, it's practice. We don't want you guys talking about it much. But I do expect it to be more polished and more refined when the season starts. But right now, what we're seeing is the challenges that are coming within the new up-tempo offense. But I do think with Russell Wilson, DK, and the starting unit, it will be refined. They will be able to attack defenses, and it will be more successful and ultimately— I guess it'll take away from Russ having to scramble. And to be honest, I never figured this would change Russ from getting sacked. There are times where Russ just holds the ball. I think that is the bigger discussion that needs to be had regarding, oh, well, this up-tempo will allow Russ to get the ball quicker. Sometimes Russ just holds the ball. It has nothing to do with how fast the offense is supposed to move. If he's going to hold the ball and Tyler Lockett's open on a two-yard out and he doesn't see him for whatever reason, that's on Russ. That's going to be another interesting tidbit I'm waiting to see week one. Okay, how many times are going to do the up-tempo and if Russ holds the ball? Now, if Russ is brand-new Russ, not holding the ball, he's getting it out quick, and the sack decreases big time because, A, Russ is throwing the ball and not holding on to it and trying to create something, then okay. Waldron, I feel you. I see what your offense is all about. I'm digging it. The up-tempo works. But right now we're going through a phase where we're just seeing – the guy that'll be subbing in or your backup quarterback, if knock on wood Gress goes down, this is what it would look like. And for the most part, I'll take the positive from it. Even though I know there was like, you mentioned the plays, it, it went to a halt. It stopped and it was like, Ugh, okay, this is the, not good.
2: The, even though their offense was at its, it was at its best quote unquote, when they were moving quicker.
1: Yeah, I feel it. Yes. So we'll, we'll, we'll leave that with a positive note. But let's get to the defense real quick because it was kind of shaky. <laughs> it wasn't It wasn't the defense that we saw from week one where the offense just couldn't put up enough points. The defense on Saturday night was – what's the word I'm looking for, Mike? It didn't Mike? tackle well. it was a, Oh, man, was, yeah. A lot
2: of missed tackles. Cody
1: Barton, man, on the right sideline, running back, just barely did a move and Cody Barton whiffed and he – was pissed at himself and it was like yeah that's a tackle you have to make because that was before the first down you would have definitely had him short but first down tackling yeah, i got forward. cody missing a tackle daryl taylor missing yep. a tackle it
2: was not pretty oh daryl's was bad in open field that was yeah not, just I think not those are both on royce freeman i not got jordan brooks missing a tackle getting stiff armed oh that was so bad <laughs> yeah no there was some there was some really
1: bad missed tackles um did anybody ask pete and the presser by any chance
2: nah that was i mean i'm not gonna lie man i think we were trying to get out of there like i think because for real man it was it was it was it was it was was, was probably closer to like 10 but it was they lost by damn near 30 30. (laughs) yeah man we none of the none of the real deal guys played. No one played particularly well. Half the damn pressures were about Nick Ballore. And was just like, shout out to Nick. I mean, playing linebacker and playing well, you know, for the most part that I thought. Um, But I mean, if that's the number one storyline out of your preseason, then that's not,
0: you know, how
2: how interesting was the game? Really? Not to say Nick is uninteresting by all accounts. He's the funniest guy on the damn team, but this isn't about funny. This is about who produced on a Saturday night um, at, at a 7 p.m. kick pacific yeah. time we try and get yeah. out of there. tell us the injury updates which sound very bad it sounds like bbk and john rasu are done for a while yeah if not, not the good. whole uh, whole year john's looked bad that look one of them non-contact things looks like a acl it's bad I, I guess i don't want to speculate too much but those those both sounded bad ryan neal oblique strain didn't sound yeah. great but on the On the, just the the guys who did play and finish the game and stuff. The one thing I was looking at once I noticed that Denver was playing at starters was how Seattle's pass rush looked when Teddy was in there. Cause that's basically good on good, right? Like their pass rush package that they, um, they call it cheetah. Um, is it, it was Alton Robinson, LJ Collier, Rasheem green and Daryl Taylor.
1: Like that was their first couple cracks at it. Nothing. Yeah, it was tough. You didn't see much. Nope, nope. Which no is pressure. not a good sign, considering they'll be on the rotation. Yeah, and those they, are guys who are going
2: to play on Sundays,
1: and you maybe not start going up but against they play. Yeah, they were going against the starters, and it didn't really. I don't think the we get the CIs got a first sack until what? The second unit uh, of the Broncos machine came got
2: in? one against the uh, Denver's backups.
1: Yeah, and then Jared Hewitt, they just blew an assignment, and he was right there. I need to know how to say
2: that dude's name. Is it, J- is it Gerard? It's Jared. It's Jared.
1: Jared Hewitt, yeah.
2: J R R O D is Jared? Yeah.
1: yeah. Damn, I because I thought it was Gerard, and I was like, "Ain't he white?" And I was like, "There's hey, a white Gerard." On real quick, pull up the beast, man. Dan has it in there, I believe. I'm pretty. So sure There's a pronunciation
2: is- guide in the um thing. Oh, he, have, just, okay.
1: he he's just
2: not on here, though.
1: Oh, oh well, there. All right, that ha- that doesn't
2: help. Uh, no, <laughs> no, it does not. It's weird which names they. Have. I'm looking at it now. It's weird which names they have the pronunciations for. And like I'm looking right seen. now. Okay like marquise blair's on here who doesn't know how to say marquise <laughs> how they spell
1: it m-a-r-kees would definitely look at his name and say marquise but hey it is what it is yeah there's some <laughs> there's some ones you probably like nick Bellore's on here i guess
2: maybe anyway um yeah he had a sack too but yeah my point is i wanted to see that group because those are that's two starters, Daryl and LJ are starters. So um, you I want to see them, them get to the quarterback, get to Teddy, and they did not.
1: Um, that's, well, the all. biggest one was that fourth down. There was an opportunity there. It's fourth down. They're going for it. <laughs> this that is was the time, that, and then the Cheetah Group was on the. Yeah, that on is the, the field. Time, That is the time where you go in and you make the play. Right there, that's when you make L.J. Collier, Daryl Taylor's. You one of you guys make a play, and ultimately that didn't happen. It ended up being a first down, a huge first down. What did they get? Up, Thirty plus yards on that play? I think thirty-five. Yeah. yeah, thirty-five. Yeah, that's to your point. Let me see something. Like you're going to be in the rotation. This is against an offense that was struggling last year, and they're trying to figure out who their starting quarterback is. You got to mess all that up and get a sack. That's what you have to do there. And ultimately, specifically that on play. the edges
2: too. I was really looking at on that fourth down, you're talking about the one where yep. Teddy is Jerry Judy yep. um, for 35 yards against a killer Witherspoon. The edge guys were Alton and Daryl. And yeah, same draft class. I know Alton played all last year. Daryl did not, but I was looking like, all right, here we go. Nothing. Didn't give him. Didn't give me anything. Didn't give me anything on the, the rep before that either. When, um, Teddy threw a bad ball to KJ Hamler, I think is his yep. name. Or Ken, so Ken, it just, Ken or KJ. One of the two. Uh, no, Ken. Can, can it can't be Ken. I think it's K. I don't remember. It's KJ. It's KJ. 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 Okay, cool. Um, KJ I got that. all my notes right here so that everybody can't see it, but yeah, I got all my notes. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 like looking at the unit, I, we're not seeing anything from the corners. That's very disappointing. Not because the corners don't have talent. They're just not getting targets. Not that was a Kello's. Kelo got, uh, Kello got two targets, um, and the One game back to back drives. Yeah, when was, he was in good coverage, actually, on the on the bad it was, throw. It
1: was the same back short that he did last, last week that he got beat on, but this week it was a bad throw. And he, he turned his head, and he might have been able to make yeah, a play. Yeah, if, had if that was game. an
2: on-target throw, he probably picks that because he got his head yeah, around you, really quick. Exactly, yes. And then the next very next play is he gives up 35. So, yeah. I, yeah.
1: I, I need that all 22 because I couldn't tell – because someone hit me on Twitter and asked, are you sure Akello's good? And I in my head, I want to throw out, like, bro, that might have been covered three. So he – he did his part. He just needed. If he was waiting for inside help, it wasn't there. There was no safety help at all. He, but I, I couldn't I tell if it was man. I really didn't know what defense yeah, there. are in. I, I,
2: I couldn't. I couldn't tell either. But we're just not. I mean, either way, that's three targets for Akello in th- in two games, two games, which isn't great. I haven't seen any targets from t- Tra- uh, Trey Brown, Trey Brown who, who, me. who played who played a left cornerback on Seattle's second drive defensively to start the game. And some more sprinkled in. Demarius Randall not getting any targets. Pierre Desir barely getting any targets. Trey Flowers I think got one target, maybe two. So that's kind of disappointing. And that has nothing to do with the guys on the field. It's just looking back, and I'm like, oh, what are my takeaways? What's my observations? Like, what players can I write about for my risers and fallers column? Oh, none of the guys that really matter are getting any burn in the back end. Can't tell anything from a Shari Crosswell really. Um, I'm sure like the the coaches can, but like, I can't I want see it in the game. Yeah, no, I, I, I really can't. The main thing with those guys is well, on D I thought that Jordan Brooks, I thought played a decent game. Uh,
1: yeah. I, it was good to see him in man too. He got beat for the first down, but it was good to see him competing and going head up against someone because usually cover three guys, but it was good to see him in man. He was there He could have made a play a little bit behind, but that that's learning reps, and he's going to get better at it. And that's good that coaches out there giving him opportunities with man defense because ultimately there's going to be times where you have to go man. You're going to need to put pressure to the blitz. And if he's better at covering, that can be a deflected pass, interception, you name it, especially with this defensive line unit, the starters that is, with the rotations that they have, it should be pretty damn good. And out there blitzing, that means opportunities for interceptions, deflected passes—you name it. So I like—I did like seeing Jordan out there running around a little free. That was good to see. The, I'm gonna
2: be a little harder, on I don't like—I don't like giving up. The, well, I don't like giving up the explosive play there, though. He gave you know, up a
1: 21-year like, 21-year pass to a tight end. I ain't heard that's of a learning before. experience. That's where that's where a Bobby comes in and gives you a little one-two. Oh, this is what course, you got to do. This cat you
2: know. name Eric this is his name end? on the yeah. pronunciation guard his name not on here. It needs to be on
1: here. I don't know how to say that. It's S O E B E R T, something like that.
2: S-A-U-B-E-R-T. That's what it was. Yeah. Sab Sorbet. Oh no. Nah, they said it, it on him. television, but I didn't but write he had, it down. Yeah, 21 yard pass play um against uh JB. Um, which, yeah, I mean it'll happen, but you don't want
1: to see it happen. You want to see the guy make the play. You want to see it now, Mike. You want to see it now, and you can learn. From I don't ever time. want to see him give up the explosive play. I'm like,
2: why would I want to see that?
1: Because it's gonna get beat. But if you get beat in preseason, you can go back and work on it, and it doesn't happen in a big game or in game one. In That's theory. all I at. In That's theory. what I was. Yeah, saying. and you're right. You're right in theory, but this, I just don't want. To see
2: it. I don't want to see it from. Te- if you get beat in a preseason game, and it's like like next week, if it's you know Justin Herbert to Keenan Allen. Yeah, or something. Like Which how it should never be, but out. hey,
1: if you're in cover three, yeah. you never know.
2: Yeah, so something like that. Then it's like, mm, don't want to see that either, but things happen. Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater and Eric Sorbet, have you said this brother name? Hey, just Eric. Just <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that in pre-I feel you. I I don't. I think that's I think we saw a similar play um again in week eleven against the Cardinals, uh, where tight end had a big play down down to the goal line uh on jb i think i think that's i think that is what happened i have to go back and look but yeah i don't i don't want to see that other uh, like i think he has he had he had more good plays and bad plays for sure i thought he missed some really good tackles was flying i think on yeah, the on
1: screen play he had a really he sniffed it yeah, out well he, he got shared the, the
2: tackle exactly. yeah and yeah, then that was, it was very impressive i think on the on that touchdown that wasn't a touchdown you know that where the hilarious. running backs laying on top of the pile and the they they told us in their press box it's like yeah dalton let me say this good name Dalton Reisner takes uh gets credited for a fumble recovery touchdown no, no, no. The ball? he took the ball from his teammate and went to the end zone that was the most schoolyard stuff I, I didn't know you seen. can do that that's the first time you can't can do that you okay cannot. there it is um, um on that play I believe it's Jordan who comes in like a freaking missile and is the reason gosh. why the, the running back is stuck on the top yep. of the pile like an ant or a little, little roly-poly bug on their back um you know Talk about the little roly poly potato bug. No, it's not a beat, it's like a little roly poly bug. Oh, um, potato they, bug, yeah, potato bug, yeah, there yeah, I mean, be on the back. That's what uh, the running back looked like. His legs just flowing, yeah, it just stuck. I think it was JB that did that or Jordan Brooks. And then, um, he had I don't know if he had a tackle for loss, but he had a tackle for no gain. Um, I just thought he made some plays and then he, I think, he made probably like three or four plays that I really liked and then got beat on the one for 21 yards down to the one. And then had that missed tackle where he got uh, stiff armed by I think by Royce Freeman. Yeah, so that
1: nice.
2: That's why I called it a decent game. More if you have more good than bad, decent. Game. You know, you don't give up any touchdowns. Um, you don't blow any assignments or anything like that. I thought that's solid. Like I was watching that game thinking that dude is probably a starter. Like, even if I didn't know either team very well, I would have probably watched him like, oh, 56 in blue is like. He's good. That's, that's what I wanted to see. I just didn't want to see it, you know, give up the big play. Um, but either way, the linebackers, I didn't feel like I could gauge too much. It really was just the front. I wanted, wanted to see the front, and I wanted to see the corners. And I didn't get to see much from the corners, and I saw the front against the Denver starters and was like, mm, could, be, it could better. be better. It could definitely be better. I, w- I would like to see Daryl have a mean spin move in him. Because that's oh. like he was going. He was getting really far upfield um, a lot. And I want to see him just like anticipate that and then just throw on the brakes and mm-hmm. whirlwind and then just turn into something nasty. Like, I think he's got that in him. Dude, I think when he's going to watch the tape, that should be the next step that him and Clint Hurts looking at the D-line coach and being like, yo, we can get you the secondary move and you're going to be a stud. But right now it just looks really raw, which makes sense. It's only a second NFL game. Uh, but you're gonna play another team starters. Produce Rashim producing Rashim to had a sack every game
1: against backups. But hey, he's he's producing, producing. <laughs> exactly. Before we get out of here, let's talk about something that we agree on. Actually, in regards to your starters playing in the final preseason game, I don't think the Seahawks should play rush. I don't think they should play any starters, to be honest. I just think that's just an opportunity for guys that are fringe to try to make the team. Mm-hmm. I, you mentioned it. I think maybe we were just talking off wax, or you might even sit on the pot, but you are like, I will take the risk of Russ being a little rusty <laughs> than having the risk of losing Russ for I don't know how many weeks if something happens. I will take yes. that risk. Russ BBK is going to figure got out. got
2: hurt on a kickoff, bro. Untouched. It it just takes one wrong step, it's just not worth
1: it. Like at this point, really not. I wouldn't even play. Um, L. J. Collier, no, no starters. If you are no. in the rotation, you're not playing. Now fringe guys, you're playing because you're having an opportunity to make the team. But and if you can you're the whole game, I'd give as many snaps as you want. Yeah, that's and you're gonna get tired, and <laughs> no one's gonna help you. But you want to make the team, this is what it takes. I wouldn't play any starters because there's what. They have, they'll have 84 players by this? No. On They're the- at 86
2: right now. Remember, the okay, German dude so doesn't 80, count. Okay. And they'll get down to 81. 81. With by the, every other team will be at 80.
1: Okay. Except with for the Seahawks,
2: said- Niners, Rams, and Cardinals. They all have a, a international player. So that, oh. that player doesn't count. So everyone has 80 or 81 in the league. So I would sit all my starters – uh, as long as we have enough healthy bodies to like field a team. because um, yeah. you know, at the up, up front of the D line, you need some, you need like a rotation. You can't just have four guys. Like
1: it's impossible. So I'll
2: make sure we have a rotation. So maybe if LJ wants to play, Rashim could play, you know, Daryl, Daryl Taylor should still play. He needs the reps. Alton Robinson can play, but everyone else. No. See, that actually gets tricky at the corner spots, though, because I do want Trey to play. And I think Akello does
1: need those reps. I would be okay if Akello didn't, to be honest. Trey I, Flowers I, needs the reps. Trey Flowers needs the reps. I would be okay if, if if they decide, Akello, you're sitting out. I'm okay with that, to be honest, just because he should be getting a feel for how the Seahawks defense is going, his responsibility, and he knows it's all about consistency. He knows that he needs to play better mm-hmm. and just be consistent. That's really what it comes down to. The Seahawks believed him. They gave him a contract. It is what it is. Move forward. I don't, I personally don't think it needs to be out there. It would be nice, but I get it. You rather see him healthy on the field week one. than banged up. And that's where I'm at with it. Now that I, I, I want
2: to see what he can do though. though. So I, I would, I feel you though. I, him, I would play.
1: Maybe if you, I'll be a little generous. Maybe. The first few series, right? Like he only plays like two series today. He played more than that, didn't he? Nah, he, uh, Trey
2: came in after the first series. Oh, Trey Brown. And, yeah, and then um, I think Akello didn't come back in until he came in the final series of the first half. And I think he came in a little later.
1: He was bouncing back Lowe. and forth.
2: Yeah, that so maybe bad. like three series. That's cool. I think that's 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 fine. Give him some ring yeah. against the Chargers start. I want to see him against the Chargers starters. Do we know that's if
1: anyone? I, do we know if any I, don't, I don't know if the
2: Chargers are playing their starters? I have to ask. Um, was our Chargers guy Daniel? I'd have to ask him. But I mean, I just too. I think today was a really good. Like they were getting non-contact injuries today. I don't know what happened to uh, Ryan Neal's oblique, but. I don't even know where your oblique is, to be honest. But I think it's up here somewhere. The chest? Oblique? Where's it's... your oblique? It was just down here? and then... Okay. Ribcage type stuff, of thing? Man. I don't know. I didn't see what happened to Ryan Neal. I just saw him going to the locker room. But I did see what happened to Ben Burke, and John Arsua. And that that's non-contact. That's just running. Yeah, it's they, not they, good. They, their season's might yeah, have ended oblique because is right they were running. Where, in your ribcage area? Yeah, right, right in right oblique. here. Oblique? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's why so that probably, he probably hit something. Um he hit to him still a tackle uh, Well, he's on defense. So you never know. But I, I think uh I would those those plays happen and you have in non contact injuries to guys like that and stuff that could knock him out for the year. Yeah. Like I'll take Rusty Russ. I'll take Rusty Bobby. Bobby's gonna figure out how to tackle. If he hasn't <laughs> right. done it in a little bit, he'll figure it back out. Like he's he's fine. I probably wouldn't play Jordan Brooks because we were down linebackers. I seen JB. He could play. Don't need him back out there again. Cody? Sure. Um, Lakeem Williams? Sure. Uh, Sign whoever else. Nick Ballore? Shout out Nick Ballore. I guess we can end the show with him. Shout out to him. He 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 was doing his thing. He's playing both sides of the ball. I be telling people all the time, there are people in the NFL who could play both sides. Multiple. Like a couple dozen, I think. But I have thought one of them is Nick Bellore. No, no. But, but he can do it. And the fact that he can do it suggests that like some other guys can do it as well. Also shout out to DJ Dallas who had two really good kick returns and is taking the lead there. It looks like between him, Freddie Swain, Trey Brown, DJ Reed, DJ, uh, DJ Dallas is putting a, uh, putting his name in the hat, but I don't think any of those main guys should play. I really don't let these guys figure it out. Let them fight for jobs. If you know somebody's job is secure, don't risk an ankle roll or, you know, bicep injury. I don't know. Whatever. I don't even want to guess the injuries. Just it's just not worth it. As much as I like cringe at watching a bunch of backups um, at seven o'clock on a Saturday, I'll do it because these guys are fighting for a job. And that's my job to cover it. I just need to be able to bring beer in there. (laughs) That's my only that's my only ask (laughs) next week. Maybe
1: I'll smuggle some in a flask or something. I'll figure it out. So I hope they're not watching this show because then they're going to check your flask. (laughs) I
2: know people on the inside. I'll figure it out. They don't know who I know in there. I know a lot of
1: people who work in the Seahawks uh, facility. Well, there you have it. Thank you guys for tapping in with another Seahawks Man to Man episode. We appreciate all the love and support. Be sure to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts if you haven't already. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Let's try to get us to a thousand because we have a bunch of ideas and we want to give them to you, but we have to have a thousand followers. Can you believe that? There's a set number before we can add to what we are already re- what we are already doing. That's crazy. But yeah, appreciate the love and support. Mike, is there anything you want to add before we shake, man? Uh,
2: appreciate you guys as always. Appreciate all the YouTube people um, who who watch us. We're gonna try to bring you as many YouTube episodes as we can. Like Chris said, we got to get the subscribers up so we can get all fancy with it. It's like getting extra little VC coins and you're my player on 2K. We got to upgrade. We got to keep performing. So that's that's it. And then everybody who's still rocking with us on the, the audio version too, while you're walking your dog, you're at work, you're driving to work, whatever. Appreciate the love. Um, yeah, appreciate
1: the love. That's it. That's all I got. All right. We will catch you guys. If not, well, Monday we'll be on the radio. So tap in with us on 950 KJ Sports Radio. We will be doing radio Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and then we'll figure it out. We're going to have a guest on. We might be able to do something Thursday. If not, we'll catch you guys for the final preseason game as we prepare for man, 2021. New season. New campaign. Be back at it. On that note, we'll talk to you guys later.
3: everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium well magnesium is the number one mineral that 75 percent of americans are deficient in